It's time for another season of Backlist and Chill. I'm Ollie from near Philadelphia. I'm Cinna from Ohio. And this is season seven. Who are we talking about? Oh my god. We are finally talking about Holly Black. Holly Black. We decided on this season like fucking months ago. Oh god, I know. It's been so long. Well, last season, uh, we talked about Amelia Atwater Rhodes. Mm-hmm. We were, that was our second season uh, for them. We were doing the Kie Shira. That was five fucking books. Yeah, five fucking books. Yeah, it was. How are you feeling about podcasting again for this season, though? Uh, good. Good. I am hyped good. to get to Holly Black. I've wanted you to read Holly Black forever. I know. I'm also hyped for one, Holly Black, and two, for more podcasting. It's feeling good. We've got a little bit of interaction with folks on Twitter. Thank you for joining us there. Yeah. Oh, we should probably mention we do also have a new patron. It's our friend Lois. Yeah. Hi, Lois. Hi, Lois. I love you. And you're going to be so excited that we're going to be reading Holly Black. Are they also a fan? I'm pretty sure. So thank you for being here, Lois. I love you so much. Okay. Sure. Here at Backlist and Chill, if you're brand new popping in because you saw the words Holly Black, we go through books that we liked uh, when we were younger, or at least one of us liked when we were younger. Books that were published 10 and 20 and 30 years ago to start. <laughs> it occurred to me the other day, I was like, shit, we were definitely reading like 30-year-old books at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we find out what's good, what mm-hmm. holds up, what are we making fun of, what's just fucking ridiculous. Run into that <laughs> a lot. Yep. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Oh, Lisa. Lisa Jane. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to get back to her, which will happen. All right. So anyway, backlist. We go by author through their backlist. And Mm -hmm. we look at how they evolved and developed as a writer. Like their characters, their world. I love seeing when it's like, oh, yeah. You know, we, we read their early stuff. But then like a couple books in, we start to really notice their like intentions a certain characters really all feel similar and it's like yeah you're really honing in on what's going to be great about you later and i love that over an author's career mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some authors have more books than others mm-hmm. some authors get better some authors get worse mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what i have learned so far in six seasons of backlist and chill and some authors stay the same some authors do stay the same. It's very, it's impressive where you're like, how is this the same as when you started? I don't know. Consistency. It's like, though, if you could stay consistently at the level of your first book being good and like not dip down. Mm-hmm. And the first one has to be good. <laughs> your first one's eh. I don't know how you're still published. <laughs> but we are on to Holly Black. Let's chat about her. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we are talking about Holly Black. Holly Black, who was born in 1971. I was uh, delighted to learn in my research that she started out as a D&D nerd. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. And the most interesting thing is that she started out, like, writing for a D&D magazine. What was the name of that one? Because I thought that was super neat. D8. 
D8. Like, what a nerd. I know. And she met, like, her, the the dude that she'd write, like, Spiderwick Chronicles with there. She met the dude that she would do her um, graphic novel series, The Good Neighbors, with there. Like, she just met a lot of nerds and kept working with them. And I think that's really cool. That's wonderful. So she uh, went to school in New Jersey and then moved to Philadelphia for college. Um, That's where I'm at. That is true. She <laughs> went to Ollie Land for college. My favorite part, though, is that like we swapped. Oh, that she went to Philadelphia from New Jersey and you went to New Jersey from Philadelphia? Well, also that. But um, where she goes next is where I came from. Gotcha. Right. Because she and her husband are currently living in New England, which is also Holly country. Yeah. So Holly Black has like, I've lived in New Jersey. I live near Philadelphia. I lived in Philadelphia. Uh, I come from New England. No, I think that's going to be so interesting, though, because you all have the same stomping grounds. And that's the setting for a lot of her stories. I feel like I remembered that in the one book that I read Mm -hmm. part of, of being like, oh, shit. This is very familiar. I know. Her books, even though you've never read them, and they always kind of reminded me of you. Which is good. I like that. Yeah. It's definitely part of what I look forward to, you know, is just being like, I I love when an author has similar touchstones. Like, it would be great to find an author who, like, has your touchstones. Just be like, all right, now Cinna can be like, look, <laughs> you can't drive that far in that short <laughs> That will literally never happen because nobody writes about Arizona. Even no. Stephanie Meyer had her character fuck off out of Arizona before her life got going, so... <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Holly wrote her first book, Tithe, uh, or after graduating while she was working at her D&D magazine. And she was working on getting her master's of library science. And according to her bio, her first book tour interrupted that studying and she never went back to it. (laughs) And honestly, why would you? It was like, libraries are great putting books in libraries. Right? Oh, you mean people actually want to buy my writing? I am definitely doing that instead. Good for her. Like, library science is fucking sweet, but glad we've got Holly Black out there. Absolutely. And there's just, like, an assorted, like, I I said, I went through, like, 10 years of her bio as it updated on her website. And um, there's just so many, like, things about her vibe that I kind of love like she collects like spooky dolls and shit she's super into fairy folklore which makes sense as that's Mm. the subject of a lot of her books the D&D thing her being a punk nerd as a teenager like all of that just feels very like mm, relatable this is so weird it's like I don't need to do anything with my life because Holly Black is out there doing it (laughs) Holly Black is living the life that we all should have. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And it's like, oh, spooky shit, New England, and fairies. And I'm like, cool, I don't have to do shit with my life. (laughs) I mean, you should. But just in case you can't, Holly Black is out there covering bases. Just know, Holly Black, that D&D nerd, living her best life. If she has cats, we're good. We don't need to do shit. Oh, yes. Holly Black lives in New England with her husband, son, and cats in a house with a secret library. What? Holly Black, you're like the coolest person I've never met. I know. Good for you. Yeah. Good job. Big fan. Loving your life. (laughs) All right. So, Holly Black, 
as mentioned, first book came out in 2002. Holly Black has so many fucking books. There are 13 YA books by her, and those are the only ones that we're going to pay any attention to, Mm -hmm. because then there's mid-grade, there's uh, short story books, I think you mentioned graphic novels, Mm -hmm. like, she's pretty prolific. Oh, extremely. Yeah. She works with a lot of other people to, to, like, write with them. We just, there's no way we could read all of Holly Black's backlist in any kind of reasonable way. So we're going to just stick to the the currently 13 YA books that are available to us. Right. And those are the uh, three modern fairy tales, which is what we're going to do this season, season seven. We're going to read the trilogy. Tithe, which is a modern fairy tale in 2002 that came out. Mm -hmm. Valiant. A Modern Tale of Fairy came out in 2005. And then Ironside, A Modern Fairy's Tale came out in 2007. The other books that we will get around to hopefully at some other season are the Curse Workers series, White Cat, 2010, Red Glove, 2011, Black Heart, 2012. Do you know what that series is about? Yeah, I read the first two books. I really liked it. What's the genre on it? Mm, Supernatural, but heist books. Nice. I want to yeah, read that. They are very cool. Very good. And then there is... Oh, and also you've read Modern Fairy Tales. Yes. Cool. And then there's standalone books, uh, The Coldest Girl in Cold Town in 2013, which is the only Holly Black book that I've read any of. There was like 100 pages available <laughs> online uh, as a sampler uh, for something, maybe when I was working the YA magazine. I remember reading it and really liking it, but mm-hmm. then it was just like, that's the end of your sample. And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. The Darkest Part of the Forest in 2015. You've read both of those? Correct. Okay. And then the current series that she's been working on. Yes. Starting in 2018, um, the f- it's Folk of Air series which might be an old series that she's like brought back or something i haven't figured it out well we'll learn when we get there (laughs) um that's the cruel prince and the lost sisters both of those are 2018 and then the wicked king in 2019 followed by queen of nothing in 2019 how the king of elfheim learned to hate stories in 2020 that's a companion novella ebook kind of thing have you read those uh, I read the first book, mm, mixed feelings about that one, but... That's like the last one that I remember hearing about. Um, her This series has been super popular, the Folk of the Air series. Mm-hmm. They rebranded all of her other books to look like it, like it has been hugely, hugely popular. Okay, that is probably what my cover is for the modern fairy tale ones. Yep, the ones that are mostly white with some, like, gold stuff on them. Yeah. Okay. So those are the YA books that we are going to pay any attention to. Mm -hmm. And how old were you when you read the uh, modern fairy tales? So I came to Holly Black pretty late. Uh, The first book of hers that I read was one of the first ones that I got for free for being a reviewer. Nice. Back in 2011, I got her short story collection and really liked it. And then I think I read a couple of books of Curse Workers and then finally made it around to Tithe um, a few years later. So this is like a recent-ish read? 
recent in like the past decade, I would say. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, she's just so fucking good. You know, those books that you have where you're like, I'm going to read this and it's going to remind me why I like writing. Like, Mm. Holly Black is just always a breath of fresh air. Like, even when the content of the books are problematic or whatever, the writing Mm -hmm. itself is just fucking stand out. I really look forward to that. I I think you'll really like it. I hope. I hope so, too. My first awareness of Holly Black was the Spiderwick Chronicles because I was working at Borders and like I'd heard her name around, but I was shelving books in the, the mid-grade section and it was just like shelf of mm-hmm. Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this popular series, huh? <laughs> I didn't know what to make of her, but then just everything I've heard about her as a person, uh, the books as they came along... They just seem really good. And I know you and I feel like Lois have wanted me to read them forever. So I'm, I'm really glad to be getting around to that. The excuse to, to do a read. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like half of the reason for this fucking podcast, aside from getting you to read LJ Smith, is like, Ollie, you need to read Holly Black and Melissa <laughs> Marr with me, please. I know. It's taken us so long. <laughs> uh, so obviously I haven't read any of these so i am mm-hmm. i am this many years old i am 38 <laughs> years old coming out these books that were written uh, starting 19 years ago i think it's gonna be good mm-hmm. you know like i'm sure as you mentioned sometimes there's problematic stuff we'll call it out it'll be mm-hmm. all right uh, i'm excited that this is our first fey season yeah we've done God, we've only done supernatural stuff right like we've only mm-hmm. done I was saying to my housemate, because he was saying, hey, would you ever uh, review a Chuck Tingle book? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is outside of what this podcast does. <laughs> he was like, okay. And I'm like, that's funny. It's great. You know, Chuck Tingle seems like a great guy, but that's not our purview. And right. I said, we read young adult and we basically only read like paranormal supernatural <laughs> YA. <laughs> Very specific. It is a super specific podcast. But there's so much of it. Like, there we could is. literally never run out. Right? Like, oh, I just wish I still had my, like, thousands and thousands of books from the fucking magazine to mm-hmm. just be like, all right, pull every single paranormal romance, all the mm-hmm. fucking shapeshifters and vampires and fairies, just fucking put it, in a, put it in a pile. We'll get to it. Right? Like, even if we limited ourselves to, like, shit that was written... 20 or 30 years ago there's still so much of it so much of it. we could get hyper specific and there's so much of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's great mm-hmm. huh but we're cracking the spine here on fairies and ready for it it's finally time because fairies are your thing i know and i'm just i'm excited it will open the door for us to read Next season, some yeah, season eight will also probably be some fairies since that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Unless we get tired of it, unless we're like, oh my god, no, Holly Black, why? You made me not like fairies, <laughs> which I hope won't be the case. I I sincerely doubt it, but then you yeah. know I've been wrong before, so who knows? <laughs> I'll probably be like, 
what is this? This is horrifying. I hate everything about it. And you're like, well, you hate yourself. I'm like, what else is new? I know, I know. You're going to be like, this reminded you of me? Excuse me? No, no. I'll be like, yeah, I get it. Ugh, but I don't know why you like it. <laughs> well, hopefully um, that's not the case. No, nah, probably not. I'll probably have a good time. <sighs> so... Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on where Holly Black, as an author, like with like her whole backlist and whatnot, fits within the history of young adult? Oh, well, I mean, since we were just talking about Faye, I think that Holly Black was one of the first people to really popular. I mean, maybe the first to really popularize um, Faye as a, uh, I don't want to say genre, but kind of a subgenre of YA, right? Because like... Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have um, L.J. Smith and Annette Curtis Klaus and uh, Amelia Atwater Rhodes and like other folks who were writing about vampires and witches and stuff like that. But nobody was writing specifically about Faye except for like a couple of people here and there. And I mean, like occasional standalone. Yeah. And I mean, like Holly Black herself has like a pretty extensive list of where her influences came from, including Emma Mm -hmm. Bull's War for the Oaks. Which is one of my favorite. Right? Uh, you mentioned that to me while we were discussing Faye books. And then like, I oh, it's did. on her list. Yeah. And it, it's right there. And like, it's it's so fun. And I would love to review the like couple books that Emma Bull wrote that are considered YA after this. And then we'll be able to look at it and be like, ah, I see where Holly Black's influence came from. So I guess I have that perspective of knowing a couple of her influences. Yeah, you can kind of see, like, what what she pulled from it. Because, like, yeah, aside from that and, like, one or two books by Charles Delint, like, there's just mm-hmm. not a lot of Faye stuff in YA. Is there sexy Faye stuff in this, I'm assuming? like Yes. Not quite PNR level, but... Uh, no, I mean, yeah, kind of. Uh, this really? Is... Okay. So then Holly Black definitely brought Faye to PNR. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that, like, stuff like Melissa Marr and um, Julie Kagawa and uh, April and Pike, like, there's a right. subgenre of Faye PNR because of Holly Black. Gotcha. It all may have happened, but maybe not at the level that it did, and maybe not right away. Like, someone else would have done it, but Holly Black got us there before. Mm-hmm. And I think she really put a very distinctive, like, vibe for Faye out there that maybe was not present before. I'm looking forward to seeing how that is, or I guess reading and talking about that, because the biggest influence I'm going to be looking for is she's a D&D nerd, mm-hmm. and she's got this gaming magazine that she's, she worked on in the 90s, so she absolutely would have known about Changeling the Dreaming. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to, like, seeing that, too, because, like, there's just, like, a super different angle that people take kind of pre-Holly Black versus post-Holly Black. I agree. Like, I, I would not be surprised because it does have a very, like, World of Darkness vibe. Nice. I love a World of Darkness vibe. My hope is to see a Changeling the Dreaming feeling to it, but then get a Changeling the Lost vibe. Mm -hmm. To be like, "Mm, yes, I see. Inspired by and then inspired. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my hope. Yeah, I would love to hear what you think about that. Awesome. Well, we will have three whole episodes. (laughs) 
These are big ass books, yo. Relatively for us, for us coming from like these 200 page things. I know. Anybody listening, they're like, what are you talking about? 300 pages is nothing. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely like, they're not the fucking 500 page door stoppers that you get. Ooh. Yeah, it was right before that time period. Mm hmm. So they're they're a little bit bigger. I'm expecting them to have a little more emotion content. Like they've got the room for it. So hopefully we get that. Yep. It's going to be rough for me. <laughs> I'm praying for you. So hard to read a book. Thanks. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. But we will come back, you know, next month when when I've had a chance to read things and get some motherfucking quiet <laughs> to record. And we'll talk about tithe. Yes. As mentioned, we are not doing the full backlist this season. We are just doing the trilogy for the modern fairy tales. And then we'll see how we're doing. Hopefully we'll move on to season eight. We will announce that author privately to patrons on that tier. And we'll put out a new Mm -hmm. podcast at a steady but not scheduled pace. We try to do one a month. (laughs) All right. I think uh, unless there's anything else you want to mention about Holly Black. No. That will be it. I'm looking forward to getting started. Me too. All right. Very good. Welcome to the seventh season of Backlist and Chill. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you again, Lois, for being our new patron. Yay, welcome. You can find us on Twitter. I'm Olivia Hennis, and the podcast is there at Backlist Podcast. How about you? Yep, uh, you can find me on Twitter at endless underscore run. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, obviously. Patreon.com slash backlist and chill, where, as previously mentioned, patrons get episodes early and get exclusive announcements, etc., etc. Thank you very much. All right, excited to talk about fairies next time. Yay! Yay! Love you, bye-bye! Bye!